welcome to the BQBL Failcast for week three, 2022. I'm Alex. He's uh, uh, Uncle Matthew, um, returned from South Uncle? Korea. Uncle? Uncle Matthew. Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, now you're 40, so you're uh, you're definitely, you need to be treated with some kind of honorific. And I couldn't think of a better honorific. Normally you go with doctor. Um, yeah, that's true. I, I I feel like we're past that though. I feel like you're more familiar <laughs> than that. O- almost <laughs> almost Uncle Matthew at this point. So okay. Dr. Matthew, how is it to be back? Are you still jet lagged? Uh yes, but less so. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So definitely, definitely less jet lags than I was earlier in the week, but definitely jet lagged. What was the coolest piece of tech that you picked up while you were in South Korea that you don't know how to work? Did not buy any tech. Um, I really, I, I maybe I should have wandered through more more places. I do, I did, you know, I enjoyed the uh, airport robots were super fun. Um, um, is that, hold on. There, so that could mean a couple of things. Okay. Um, is the, does the whole airport transform into like a giant robot? <laughs> uh, well, I can't say for certain that it doesn't. I did not see it. That's fair. Um, yeah. Are there robots who like take tickets and stuff? Uh, when there was uh, when we went when you go when we went through uh, the security, then there was like a, a robot there uh, to try to carry bags for people if they wanted to. So it was like, except you know, which we started to use, but then it was like, I carry bags of the week, and it was like, well, I can't, I now can't use this because that's saying I'm weak. I can't do that. <laughs> it's it's a challenge. It was like using shame to prevent abuse, and it worked. Um, but yes, we saw, <laughs> we saw people using them and there was just like a little, a robot, you put your bags on it and then it was following them. Um, and then at the, at the gate, at the end of the chairs, there's like a little circle on the floor and it says, do not sit here. It's for the robot. And, uh, and yeah, and so then you could, uh, apparently place an order at the restaurant and a robot would bring it to you. <laughs> it. It does a little bit remind me of, I, I don't know if you remember this, there was an SNL skit, which was Old Glory Insurance, um, which was insurance against robots for old people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in retrospect, they didn't need to fear the robots after all. No, they didn't. Or, I mean, maybe the robots killed just a certain proportion of them. You never know. Hard to know. Yeah. It does seem directly contradictory, though. It'll be something I have to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, it was another week where I won. Weird. I'm, yes. I'm not. I'm not prepared for this now kind of success. becoming a pattern, Alex. A worrying pattern. Uh, well, I I don't think you should be worried. Uh, I'm a little concerned. How I have a, a more philosophical question. Yes. Usually the teams that score well in BQBL, like the highest scoring teams, are teams that lose all their games. Yeah. How can a team that's two and one be the highest scoring team? At least on an on like on like a it's not totally highest scoring because Tennessee still has that 112, but yes. like the team that scored, you know, over 25 every week. I think the only team that scored over 25 every week is Chicago. It is Chicago. Uh, Chicago, which is uh, undefeated when Fields throws uh, eight completions, um, but winless when he throws seven. So 
I mean, age is great. Um, so yeah, that, I think your answer is when when that team has a maximum completions of eight in a game, uh, that's BQB a goal. I mean, yeah, eight for 17. Like we're talking about a team that ran the ball 40 times and threw the ball 17 times and yet has with that game script won twice so far. I have no idea what the Bears are doing at They're... an organizational at an organizational level. <laughs> oh, yeah, like they, yeah, yeah. They fired Matt Nagy, which made all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. And it's unclear to me how they've changed their like they they I think Justin Fields is talented. I liked him as a quarterback, and they are ruining him. Yeah, it's really hard to prove that he's talented given what we've seen. Yeah. Um, they don't have, you know, good players around him. Um, like, he's throwing uh-huh. to... Everyone was excited about Darnell Mooney. I think we can yeah. agree at this point, Darnell Mooney is not happening. Um, he uh, well, he had six, six targets the last game, which was um, a good portion of the total targets. Yes, um, you know, there aren't that many targets. Yeah, he caught two for 23 and was uh, the second leading receiver to Cole Komet who had his first two receptions of the season uh, for 40 yards. And um, fortunately he was able to keep the long under 25, um, which of course is points. Um, But really Justin Fields has done everything. Low completion percentage, outrageously low yards. He hasn't thrown a lot of touchdowns. No, He's thrown a good number of picks pretty much every week. Um, Hasn't been out of control with rushing 47 this week, just under the threshold. Uh, hasn't thrown long passes and tends to fumble it. Like, what else is there? Um, the only thing is he's done, he has won a few games. Although this week, his game-winning drive was <laughs> four plays and zero yards. Zero yards. Yep. Yes. One of which was a, a kneel down. Uh, two of which, sorry, were kneel downs to his credit because they didn't need to go anywhere. But fortunately for me, it saved me the game-winning drive and also won me the week. Did. Won you the week because it was close. Uh, but you you won by two over Jake, who got a strong performance from Joe Flacco after finally, after Flacco, finally, yeah, after Flacco let him down uh, last week, especially uh, Jake went back to the well with Flacco for the third straight week, and it paid off. Yeah, Flacco had uh, had four turnovers, two four. fumbles, and uh, no touchdowns, and a long of twenty three. So uh, more spectacular than than Fields, but he really he put in a lot more effort. You know, 52 dropbacks versus 17 for Fields. And actually, if you count the sacks, it's 56 dropbacks, um, which is about as different as you can get from Fields, um, whose total number of dropbacks was about 22. So (laughs) we're talking over twice as many dropbacks for Flacco, well over. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that they didn't even go 10 yards for that, that winning drive. Yeah. It saved you five points and, and gave you the win. Jake got the 55 from the jets, 17 from Washington uh, and Carson Wentz, who I don't know, is typically confusing as a quarterback. Yeah. Was he one of the ones, I think pretty much everyone had a game killer this week. I want to say, <laughs> I think he did. I think, I think more than half the games had game-killing interceptions this week. It was actually, that one couldn't because they were too far behind. But, like, of the games that could have game-killing 
interceptions or game-winning drives, almost every game had one. So yep. by by someone's estimation, this was an exciting, good week. But if you actually watched the football, I think you'd probably disagree with that. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Yeah, there was a uh, – we talked about the Chicago game. Obviously, it was a zero-yard drive to win the game because Davis Mills threw an overtime interception. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a game killer, which uh, gave Sarah uh, at least a win over me. But was it wasn't overtime. It was fourth quarter. But yes, fourth quarter, fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, end of the game. Um, but yeah, that was uh, made Houston score nineteen, uh, which gave Sarah eleven for the week instead of six uh, when she was able to beat my eight. Yeah, it it really was a week where where Jake and I scored over seventy, and no one else scored over thirty. Um, Will came in right oh, at 30. 30, exactly. Yep. San Francisco put up a 24. It looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be just fine in terms of scoring points. Um, yeah, and I guess we probably buried the lead because the best BQBL, the, right, the BQBL play of the week was the Orlovsky. Indeed, yeah. It, it's worth dwelling on the fact that my favorite moment of this week was... Dan Orlovsky triumphant, exultant on Twitter now that someone else had run out the back of the end zone. And I think when we talked about this before, the fact that Garoppolo, if he hadn't stepped out the back of the end zone, threw a pick six on that exact yeah. same play, that well exceeded Orlovsky's throwaway where he stepped out the back of the end zone. Yeah, absolutely. The fact that that was a pick six and and somehow stepping out of the back of the end zone was beneficial is just hilarious. Although actually my other, it was maybe my other, I had two really favorite moments of the week. It was that one and the butt punt. Oh yeah. Butt punt. Not, not a bad, not bad QBing, but uh, definitely memorable. Well, I mean, that game featured uh, Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator of the <laughs> Bills, melting down in the uh, in, in the box, in the uh, the play calling box, slamming everything that he had down on the table and going on an angry tirade as his team lost the game. Um, yes. Really, really solid. Not 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 BQBL anything because Josh Allen had 400 yards and two touchdowns and. Another... It, is, it is funny though. That's a that's something I don't know if there's a good way to measure this, but the the fact that the Bills that Josh Allen screwed up both end of halves um, feels like there's there's some place for uh, BQBL points in there because he he they were about to kick a field goal at the end of the first half and he bobbled a ball to Spike right. and then instead of spiking it he threw it to Stefan Diggs in bound instead of throwing it away right he threw it. And the end, and the half ended in a field goal. And at right. the end of the game, needing a field goal to win, he threw it to Isaiah McKenzie, who didn't go out of bounds, and they didn't get a field goal. So the fact that they screwed up both halves is remarkable. I agree, and they were even um, they were aided by Miami not really being on their game um, with with that deep punt that they had. Butt punt. The with the butt punt. You know, they gave away two points to Buffalo, which meant that Buffalo, who was down by four, was now only down by two and in position to win with just a field goal, you know, and a, and a minute and a half left. But as you mentioned, um, you know, there's there's no points for an unsuccessful game winning drive, but maybe there should be. 
Yeah, I, I feel like there's, you know, you have this this totally screwing up the clock that feels like it could be points. Yeah. Um, the the butt punt was another example, like the uh, Garoppolo Zorlovsky, where going out of the end zone was actually beneficial because that that punt came off and it could have gone it like it could have gone anywhere. That could have been a a touchdown or mm-hmm. it could have been recovered, you know, at the one or something. Uh, but instead, it went out of the end zone for safety, and that allowed the Dolphins to hold on. Sometimes you're so bad that it wraps around and you're good again. Mm, yep. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, I would say that most of my career success is, <laughs> you know, potentially attributable to this phenomenon where really good and really bad, if you look around, they kind of touch tips. Much like um, the right and the left politically, they do, in fact, touch tips, like on vaccination, let's say. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. If yep. you go far enough right and you go far enough left, it turns out that they uh, they just touch, and they have they they're much more alike than they are uh, than they than they would at least let let on. And I think sometimes good and bad are the same way. Yep, that's yeah, okay. yeah. I think that's true. Um, but speaking of bad, there were bad, yeah. not not all of the uh, decisions were Milan-esque this week. Um, Russ started Baltimore, um, who. In week one, scored zero. In week two, scored negative 24. Um, this week, you know, Baltimore had, I guess you could say, a relatively tough opponent in New England. But it turns out that that was a terrible decision. Um, Lamar only threw for 218 yards, but he had five touchdowns and 107 yards rushing. Um, and that's really not what you want if you're trying to score points. Five touchdowns is really going to go against you. Five touchdowns is a lot of negative points. Negative 20, to be in fact. To uh, be to in be fact. To be exact. To, to be in fact exact. In fact, in fact. I'm going to blame jet lag. I, I agree. So, yeah. So, Russ lost this week. And he was the only one to score negative after we had three negative scores last week. Um, so, really, but, this week, we had a nice cluster of scores between zero and 11 points. With we had four, a zero. <laughs> with four people scoring, you know, between zero and 11 points. Yeah, Nick, Sarah, scored, Nick scored both sides of that, uh, started both sides of that Thursday night game. That was just not a good game in any way. And one way it was not a good game was BQBL points. Yeah, but it, it turns out that his other two options were a five and a negative 15. So yep. between those two choices, he did technically start the right side. But in practice, it actually made no difference, much like the famous Robert Frost poem. <laughs> but, and yet... At the end of the season, he's going to be talking about this fateful decision as to why he lost. Yeah, the the narrow wood in this instance is a Cleveland-Pittsburgh game um, <laughs> that was painful to watch for everybody. Um, in fact, all of the evening games this week were were horrible. Um, I saw a meme that said if you watched the uh, if you watched the Sunday night game, you may be entitled to compensation, and I feel like I, <laughs> I deserve compensation um, for watching that game. Um, and actually, multiple times during the Monday night game, um, I think it was was it Troy Aikman who was who was doing that game because they they said it's a good game, but I think what he meant was it's a close game. Yeah, there's a difference. Yes, but but they they were using those two interchangeably. It was a close game, but it was not a good game. It did produce a zero and a um, uh, what was the Giants twenty eight. So the best bench score of the week was the Giants on Russ's bench. Um, really who he should have started instead of Baltimore. 
was the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones put up under 200 yards, no touchdowns, one interception, um, you know, no passes for 20 yards. Um, Sterling Shepard tore his ACL just existing in the world um, in that terrible stadium. Like he was just running down the field. No one was around him. He didn't turn and his ACL tore. Like that's how bad it is to be a New York Giant. Like sometimes your ACL just runs away from your knee. Sometimes your ACL just runs away from your knee. I, I, it's a thing that happens to people. Define people. (laughs) Me? But you're usually putting some kind of pressure on it. Have you seen the video? He was just running down the field. I tore my ACL running to second base. Did you, were you? No. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so you, <laughs> so you had exactly the same thing as All Sterling I'm Shepard. saying is I can sympathize. <laughs> I pivoted maybe five degrees. Now, now I'm just hearing uh, uh, Ross from, from friends yelling pivot as the couch is <laughs> wedged in the stairwell. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This this is this has gone well. This is a good podcast. Uh, I'm I'm glad I'm here. Um, some some other scores that are are worth uh, dwelling on this week. Um, most of the negative scores, as we mentioned, were not started. Um, Minnesota put up a negative fifteen, um, and and looks fairly confident. Um, so far, they they put up a thirty five one week, a zero, and a negative fifteen. So good luck trying to start them the right week, but so far yeah, Nick right. has actually done it. Um, so so kudos to Nick for making the right decision so far on Minnesota. I'm sure that's going to continue. Um, yeah, and I, we're going to talk quickly about Jameis Winston, who has yet to put up a Jameis. He's been extremely confusing. He hasn't. He threw two interceptions, which you know was nice to see because he hasn't been throwing a ton. So this is a higher yardage. He was up to 350 yards, two interceptions, only one touchdown. I, you know, he threw three and two. So he's, he's, he's getting the interceptions up. The yardage has started to come up. Uh, he needs to get the touchdowns up. He, he's yet to throw more than two touchdowns in a game so far this year. Yeah, it's, it's he, he's, it's a very un-Jameis like yeah. performance. And I'm a little worried. Is he okay? Weird to you see. Think? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a little weird to see. Also, um, only one team so far this year has been negative every week. Do you know which team that is? Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think. You know, it's not Baltimore because they had a zero. Uh, I don't think it was Kansas City. because They also they had, had a zero. This year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and they had a 10 this week. Um, it is actually Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. Philadelphia. Eagles, yeah. The, the best team of- in football. The best team in football. Uh, uh, Jacob ha- started them um, once so far, and he got a negative two from them. But they were negative eight, negative two, negative nine through three weeks. Um, definitely disappointing. Um, I think they were a third round pick. Is that correct? Um, uh, they were a third round pick. Yeah. Well, oh, wow. So far, they are the the worst team um, in terms of scoring. Although Miami is 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 right down there. Um, I think Miami is Miami, Baltimore, and uh, Philadelphia are the three worst picks so far this year, um, and uh, that's that's Russ, Jake, and Joseph. Um, 
Although Miami was an early second round pick. Yeah, they were. Uh, Miami so far, definitely, definitely the worst. So at least they've scored positive. They basically had that negative 47 and that, that pretty much. Uh, yeah. That, that really uh, impacted yeah. their scoring. Yeah. Um, they've been positive. They've been positive, albeit in the single digits, the other two weeks. Yeah. But maybe the most surprising team for me is Jacksonville. Yeah. Jacksonville has been putting out, they put up a 10, a zero and a five. And they look good. They've dominated the last two weeks. They killed the Chargers. They killed them. Yeah, yeah they did. On the road, and, too. Yeah, and somehow, despite that, the Chargers, with an injured Justin Herbert, they didn't bench him, despite getting killed. I I honestly don't know what Brandon Staley is doing. Um, my my, I think that they have a... I think that Dean Spanos is running a complex insurance fraud scheme, although I can't prove it. Maybe. I mean, everyone is injured every year. Constantly. I, I It must be something. I can't prove it, but I think there's insurance fraud going on. Insurance fraud? Could be. I, that, that's, that's the only explanation for how the entire team can be injured every year. They just put Joey Bosa on IR today, just yeah. now. Like, what is going on with this team? To be fair, the Ravens are heading that way as well. Sure. But yeah, the I heard somebody I heard somebody say, yeah, uh, this is looking like a you know a season from hell for the for the Chargers, but it does feel like that's every season. I'm not sure how you tell the difference. Right. I mean that team has clearly been cursed for for a while. Um some people say since um since they fired Schottenheimer. Oh, is there, is there a Schottenheimer curse? I didn't know that. I mean, because remember, with Schottenheimer, they were going like 14-2 and two every season and then losing in the playoffs. And yeah. apparently that wasn't good enough for San Diego, who really has expectations that they should win every year. Um, and, and by win, I mean like win in the playoffs. It wasn't enough for them just to be relevant. Um, which, honestly, if we're talking about San Diego, one, they were lucky to have a team. And two, they were lucky to be relevant. But that, again, wasn't good enough. So what they did was they relegated themselves to obscurity and then lost their team to LA. Yes. So yeah, I think that they made some some mistakes along the way. I could see a curse from for moving to LA. I mean, I don't I still don't understand why. I st- it, it started earlier than that though. I think that they've been cursed for a while. Yes. They've been cursed for a while. But it used to be cursed with losing for dumb reasons in the playoffs. But even that, there's a certain like, there's a certain f- fun uh, <clears throat> aspect to like making the playoffs every year, having a great team, and then like trying to figure out how you're going to blow it. Mm. Like, at least your team is good. Since then, they've had tons of high picks, tons of opportunity. They've had their picks work out. Like it's not like yeah. they pick players who are bad. Like they pick first round picks, and then the players are good. And then it just never comes together for them. And then everyone gets injured every year. Yeah. I think my, probably my least favorite of their ways to blow it was that uh, like double fumble against the Pats, whatever year that was. I don't even remember that. Honestly. Yeah. There was a, they were playing the Patriots and they, they recovered a fumble. And I think it was, it was going to mostly put the game away, but the, 
or it was going to be close. They're, maybe they still would have blown it, but but the the guy picked it up and then it got you know knocked out on as he was trying to return it, and the Patriots recovered and ended up winning. Yeah, that's that does seem like a uh, a a fairly San Diego way to blow it. I mean, yeah, obviously, a, every town a has a way, way to win, and a San Diego way to blow it. Yeah, obviously, if we're talking about Minnesota, you're gonna have a bad kick. Um, similar with Buffalo, um, both of those towns are like missed field goal towns. Whereas, um, you know, if we're talking about Dallas, it's going to be just total special teams meltdown. Like the kicker's <laughs> going to like lose a foot, or Romo's going to try to throw it for some reason. Like that's how Dallas loses games. Um, yeah, the Ravens just get thoroughly blasted in the playoffs by just getting beaten by a team. I don't understand how the Ravens just do that. <laughs> they just like they play a bad game and then they lose and it's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you now, after winning the first three weeks, are, are clear five wins of Will. So there's there's definitely a uh, bit of yeah, you have a, a bit too, you two are, are both what, 16, 21 within one week of each other. But uh, other than that, it goes down to 13, 10, a couple sixes and a couple fours. So uh, Sarah and I have 10, Jake has 13. And then Joe and Russ both have four. Uh, Joe, not really getting off to a stellar title defense. And uh, Nick has Nick has six wins. Oh, and uh, this week's obligatory, uh, don't forget about Sarah. Um, she... I mentioned Sarah early. You you did. Um, she had a lot of ways of coming in third, and she picked one of the few ways that she didn't come in third. Um, in terms of the teams that she started, um, in that she had teams that scored nineteen, twenty one, and ten, and then a negative eight, and really, um, I guess she could have started the nineteen and the ten. So there were um, three combinations. That would have resulted in her not getting there. I guess 21 and 8. Yeah. Uh, so half half of the combinations resulted in her finishing third, and then the other half resulted in her finishing approximately where she did. Um and I guess she could have started Kansas City and Indy. That would have been the worst, but she did not choose particularly well. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, New England and Baltimore. I would have thought New England would have been the right start. And the Mac Jones injury, we should probably oh. do the, the quarterback injuries. It looks yeah, like he's going to be out. I'll just, just, I mean, that game, Mac Jones threw some terrible interceptions. And another one that should have been yards. an interception to, to Queen. That should have been a pick six. Yeah, it should have been a pick six. But he did he did uh, throw plenty of, he threw for plenty of yards. And just ducks. He was throwing up anything. And they were right to, to Ravens players. He was lucky to get out of there with just 21 points in BQBL. It, it could have easily been like a 40-point performance without very much trouble at all. Yeah. And uh oh yeah, injuries. But yeah, but Mac Jones, who knows? He's uh I think uh Belichick says he is uh day-to-day, I think, but um <laughs> looks like he might be out for a little bit. Yeah, and we saw um we saw Herbert go in the game but was, you know, a little less than uh, as successful as he's used to being. And then we uh, might see the return of uh, Zach Wilson. 
Oh, is he supposed to be back? Well, that's exciting. He was cleared by doctors, so we may see Zach Wilson take over for Joe Flacco. Well, that'll be exciting. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to just complain for a second since since I'm on the podcast about the fact that I started Tampa Bay and Arizona, and neither team was really good in any way, but neither team scored BQBL points. So, and you benched two sixteens in Atlanta and Carolina, but yeah. Tampa and Arizona were both terrible. They both lost. They just didn't score points. Try harder. Yeah, got to try harder. This week, Alex. This week, I think. I think this is the week that you finally don't win. I think it probably is. Although, is Chicago playing this week? Uh, Chicago is playing, so uh, it means there's a <laughs> chance. They're playing the Giants. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but it's in New York, so everyone's going to tear an ACL. Yeah, there you go. So maybe, maybe it's good. Uh, oh, dear. Um, and then I got like, Tennessee, Indy, Chargers, and Houston. Oh, Houston's been disappointing as well. Can we just talk about that? Um, uh, an- yeah, another first-round pick who hasn't scored over 20 points. Houston's been disappointing in just about every way. I mean, they, they've, they haven't been like a bottom-scoring team. 19, 20, and 5 are okay scores, but... I know, but they've been real-life, like, disappointing, too, because they they somehow blew that game that they tied, and uh, they punted on fourth down for the tie, and then they lost <laughs> last... And then they lost last week on that uh, interception to Chicago. Yeah, it's... Um... It's a lot of disappointing. Oh, super disappointing for the number two overall pick. Um, And I guess by that token, you could say that Seattle's been a little disappointing as well as the number one overall pick. Um, An eight, a 21, and a, uh, what was this week? Okay, I don't even see them. Six? Yeah. I mean, come on. That's that's not what you want out of Geno Smith. No, they have been extremely disappointing. I mean, at what point does Will just go out there and punch Geno Smith in the face himself? <laughs> Sorry, that's a that's a throwback reference. That's a, yeah, that is a throwback. Yeah. yeah. Derailed his whole career. I mean, he's got a punchable face. Uh, apparently. I mean, which quarterback do you think has the most punchable face in the NFL right now? Uh, assuming, by the way, that Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback. Hmm. Um, oof, that's a tough question. I, it, it, Mac Jones. Oh, Mac Jones is a good choice. Daniel yeah. Jones. Yeah, those are both good choices. I mean, I, I'm obviously partial to to Zach Wilson. I also think yeah. that Ru- Russ is looking fairly punchable these days. Yes, that's fair. And, and with that new hair, I think Aaron Rodgers is way up the punchability scale. <laughs> That's also fair. Yep. I feel bad. I would feel bad about punching Tom Brady because of how thin he looks. I'm 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 a little worried. He sh- is he eating right? Um, I no. I mean, we know he's no, not. No, eating no, right. no, he's, no, he's not. <laughs> and divorce too. Not not on the BQBL bingo sheet. Oh, is it? Is he? Is he officially divorced? He's separated from Giselle, but um, unless he sends a dick pic to somebody. And it surfaces. I don't think he's going to be scoring points here. Mm. Maybe he'll be stepping out with a uh, a reality TV star. 
Like if he starts dating like Courtney Kardashian, that might be a, that would be points. Am I wrong? Is that points? Uh, I think that's points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be, right? I yeah, absolutely. Would have to be points. Even if it's not points, we're making it points. But I think so. Sex tape surfaces. Um, dating yeah anyone with the last name Kardashian, Hilton, or Lohan, or anyone who starred in an MTV reality show. It's only twenty five points for starting to date them. But, whew, I think I think you know it's possible. Yeah, there's a there's a chance. I mean, one can only hope. I mean, yeah, well, I don't think we've 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 yet to hit that uh, that point. So there's always it'd be nice to see. I th- did Jay Cutler do it once? I thought Jay Cutler did it once. I think that was maybe before did. He did it, but was he still a quarterback? I don't remember. He definitely, he definitely dated a, a reality star. Is that the reason why we put it into play? That's what I'm trying to remember. It's like a chicken and egg, yeah, situation when it comes to 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 Cutler. Yeah, we didn't really know what we had with Jay Cutler until it was gone. I think Jay Cutler might be one of my favorite quarterbacks of the past, you know, of this last generation. I mean, really, you don't, you don't, you don't feel like we appreciated him fully. I feel like we appreciated oh, him in the moment. I we did, but like, oh man, how little he cared about the game was truly special. Yeah. I mean, just there's a huge disconnect between how much you care and how well you play. Between for like Flacco, that's a pretty big one. Um, I feel like Flacco has tons of ability and just doesn't care. Clearly, Cutler was the king of that. Yes. Who Who do you think is the has the best? You know, of the like this generation, not counting Flacco, quarterback who has the most ability and the least care. Is it Kyler Murray? Why yeah, is it Kyler Murray? It might be Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think it's Kyler Murray. Yeah. I, I, I I just moment. you know the Call of Duty is coming out soon. Oh. Okay, well, uh, when's it coming out? Because I got to make sure I start them. That's a good question. Um, I have to now Google. I have to change my Google from Old Glory Robot Insurance to (laughs) (laughs) Call of Duty release date. (laughs) Fantastic. October 28th. Oh, exactly one month away from the new COD. Excellent. Can't wait. (laughs) Well, in the meantime, Doc, uh, <laughs> may uh, may all your decisions be Milan-esque, and uh, welcome back. Thank looking, you. Looking forward to uh, losing this week, as opposed to the last three weeks. I, I look forward to it as well. Can only hope. <laughs> Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> Take care.